Hey, welcome to I Must Discuss. I am your host, Angela Taylor, and today I am talking about episode eight of the HBO Max series, The Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. Uh, This week's episode is called The Lord of the Tides. Y'all know I always rename these episodes. I'm calling it The Last Supper. Now let's get into it. The episode starts on Driftmark, and it's been six years since the sea snake, Lord Corliss Filarion, went to the Stepstones. Now, if you recall, there's been a war going on in the Stepstones. I'm assuming, I'm making the assumption, that the grief of Lenor and his daughter being dying, you know, so close together, the griefs just sent him to get away from there and go to war. That's my conjecture. That's my thought. So Rhaenys and Bela are in the throne room. Rhaenys is on the throne. The maester comes in and we learn a few things. First, that Lord Corliss is, went to war in the Stepstones, which I already covered. Then he led his sailors into an ambush and that his neck was slashed by a corsair's dagger. He fell overboard into the sea and the wound was so severe he lost a lot of blood and he has developed a very severe fever. So they don't know if he's going to live or die. Now we see that Bela stayed with Rhaenys in Driftmark and probably because she didn't want her grandma to be alone, you know, with Lenor, with Lenor being dead and uh, his sister dying. It was probably just too much and she needed somebody to be with her. Vaymond, the sea snake's brother, is also hearing the news and he immediately starts questioning who will get the driftwood thrown. Bela's like, my grandma is holding it down. And Vaymond is like, well, she ain't got no real power. She's ruling under her husband's name. And when you're and when he checks out of here, the seat will pass on. So he completely rejects the notion of Lucere's inheriting because he is not a true Valarian. Now, we know that deep down, Rhaenys agrees with him, but she has her husband's back 100, in, even in his absence. So she is completely loyal to what her husband wants. Vaymon is like, look, <laughs> and the way he said this, it made me, it reminded me of this Nene Leakes quote. And I'm going to quote the legendary Nene Leakes. And say, you on the wrong team, boo. Vaymon is letting her know, look, stuff is shifting. You on the wrong team, boo. The fix is in. I'm giving you the chance to get in on the ground floor. Okay, so what's it going to (laughs) be? We visit Dragonstone and Damon is rappelling down a cliff to harvest a clutch of dragon eggs. Now, the female dragon, Cyrax, who I believe that's Rhaenyra's dragon, laid three eggs and he gives them to the dragon trainers slash servants and has them, them, tells them to put them someplace warm. And so while they're there, the servant gives him a message from Bela, his daughter, who sent word um, back to him that Vaemon is challenging Luke's claim to the Driftwood Throne. Now, if you remember last week, the funeral episode, I think that was, yeah, that was last week. Um, uh, the sea snake was telling Luke 
that, hey, the driftwood throne is going to be yours. And then Luke was like, oh, I don't want it because if I have it, that means everybody's dead. So anyway, that's who they're talking about. Vamon is challenging little Luke's claim to this throne. And Damon immediately brings that news to Rhaenyra, who is visibly pregnant. Um, and Damon's like, he's probably... Oh, yeah. Damon says, ask her, well, do you know if the high towers have aligned with him yet? And Rhaenyra's like, look, we just got to go back and handle this. And um, and like I mentioned, she is pregnant again. And this would this will be if she delivers this child, it'll be her sixth child at this point. And so they get to the Red Keep at King's Landing and they get treated they get and we as the audience get treated to yet another disrespectful reception and it's very stark so when Rhaenyra and Damon's carriage arrives to the Red Keep uh the King's Guard announces her with her huge grand title right all hail Rhaenyra of House Targaryen Princess of Dragonstone and heir to the Iron Throne and like when she gets out of the carriage Ain't nobody out there to greet her. It's just it's just some guards. And then like they send Lord Caswell, who basically like bumbles out the front door like somebody told him like three minutes ago that he was supposed to be greeting them. So it was just really like disrespectful. She's the heir to the throne and not one person um front you know, not nah, they didn't even send the kids out there. Like Amon, he could he have nothing to do. He could have been out there. Aegon, they didn't not even Helena, they didn't not even the kids went out there to greet her. Then we get to the small council meeting, and Allison is sitting at the head of the table and she's running things. And the King's Guard, I forget his name, he tells them that Renea and Damon are here, and then Otto says, I trust they've been welcomed as befits their station. As you instructed, Lord Han. Ooh, I knew that was calculated. That is so shady. Anyway, so Rhaenyra and Damon go straight to see King Viserys, who at this point is cheating death. I mean, he literally looks like a corpse. Leprosy has essentially eaten him alive. And Damon, you know, is all about the business and he downloads all the info about the war in the Stepstones, the sea snake being on death's door and how they need him to endorse Lucerys as heir to the Driftwood throne. But that's like way too much info for Viserys to even process in his condition. So Rhaenyra kind of like reverse engineers all of this and she's like, look, so she brings in her blonde babies her true-born Targaryen babies, and tries to break the ice again with her dad. And kind of like with... I felt like this was kind of like marketing. She's choosing to appeal to his emotions first. Because honestly, I mean, his mind isn't even there. So the first... Her oldest new baby is also named Aegon. So now we've got two Aegons in the mix. So I, I think... In the book, he goes by Aegon the Younger. So this is Aegon the Younger, um, which I think is Rhaenyra's way to kind of troll Alicent by naming her son <laughs> Aegon as well. And then the second uh, boy is named Viserys, and Viserys jokes, oh, that's a name fit for a king, you know. 
That was cute. Um, now, in the room, Damon realizes that Viserys is basically drugged up all day on Milk of the Poppy. The show has promised that this is the last time jump this season, and I certainly hope so because there's literally only two episodes left. So this episode, all of the kids that were kids last episode are now young adults aged between 17 and 21, minus baby Joffrey, who's now six years old. We learn Aegon is basically a rapist, so Allison is, you know, on her way to greet Rhaenyra and Damon, and she gets sidetracked by a servant who tells her that her the service name is Diana. They don't use the word rape, but she clearly raped this girl. And so Allison is like really acting really sweet, and I'm just and I'm watching her like, okay, I'm just ready for the dagger to come out. Because, you know, she, regardless of how this young woman feels, she has to protect her son so he can get on that throne. And so Allison comforts her and she's like, I believe you. You know, I believe all women. And, um, and she says that while I believe you, other people may not believe you. Maybe that you put yourself in that position and all that stuff. So she pays off Diana, uh, the servant to keep her quiet about what happened, but not before giving her that moon tea or as people have joked, the plan B tea, uh, and made her drink it in front of her, you know, to make sure there's no offspring as a result of this assault. Allison, uh, Allison wakes up Aegon and basically like slaps him and she's like, you're no son of mine. And then Helena comes in asking where Diana is because she's supposed to help get the kids ready. And it's just very obvious that Helena has no idea what's going on. I think Helena just like lives in her head. She's just on a different planet. And good for her because <laughs> I would choose living in my head over being in the reality of that family. After cleaning up Aegon's mess, Allison makes it to meet up with Rhaenyra and Damon, and they check her on multiple levels. Number one, she didn't greet them. Number two, for keeping Viserys drugged all day so she and Otto could run the kingdom themselves. And number three, alleging that Alicent and Otto will not be impartial when it comes to ruling on the petition over the Driftwood throne. Meanwhile, Jason Luke are bopping around and they return to the sparring square. And we see grown up Amond, who definitely has a chip on his shoulder. Jace is like really a good natured, super optimistic uh, young man. And he's all grown up and, and he's just grown a really thick skin because people are looking at them like, ooh, there goes those kids, you know, the non-Valerians. And Luke is bothered by people gawking at them, but Jace is like, no, he was like, he doesn't care what people think. He was like, look, I'm a Valerian. Mama said I'm a Valerian. Grandpa said we're Valerians. We're Valerian. And so we see Sir Kristen again, who once again has not aged. They didn't, they could have gave him the Richard Gere treatment, gave him some gray hair. Like, 
It's literally been almost 20 years since we first met Sir Kristen. Give this man some gray hair. Give him some creases, something on his face. Like, he he needs to age, y'all. Okay. So this little reunion is interrupted by the arrival of Vaymond walking through the courtyard. Then we see Vaymond, Otto, and Allison. So they're all pre-gaming before the petition hearing. And so Allison's like nervous, but Otto reframes the situation as he always does. And he was like, do you want a chow leading our largest fleet in Driftmark? And it's just like, Otto, just relax. I thought everything was about birthright, right? Whatever. Next, we're in the Godswood and Rhaenyra and Rhaenys meet. And Rhaenyra offers her sons, Luke and Jace, to marry Rhaenys' granddaughters, Raina and Bela, if she supports Lucerys' claim to the Driftwood throne. And by the way, she's like, I didn't, I definitely didn't kill your son. <laughs> and Rhaenys is like, because let, let me back up. Rhaenys hates Rhaenyra because she believes that she killed Laenor so she could marry, so she could marry Damon, And I mean, it's half true. And Rainier is like, look, I I loved your son. I definitely didn't kill him. And I wish that she could tell Rainier like what really happened, but obviously she can't. So yet again, you know, Rainier takes a takes one for the team, you know. And Rainier is like, listen, they got you cornered, and. The high towers will strike the first blow tomorrow. And she said, and I stand alone. Okay. <laughs> so it's nighttime. It's stormed outside. And Rhaenyra is on her last leg. Like she is down for the count basically. And she walks into her dad's room again to try it again. And it's just like um, that song. Take me to the king. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces. It's my offering. Like, she was like, take me to the king. Okay. <laughs> she is like on her last leg. She don't have not a friend. Okay. And she's facing that hearing tomorrow. And she just knows. So she basically goes back to her dad's room and it's very obvious she's been crying and she's sitting by his bedside and, and he's with her, but kind of not with her. And and I mean that in terms of like his awareness of what's going on, because he doesn't really respond too much when she's talking to him. But basically, she's like, you put me in this mess by naming me heir. You and your stupid decision have caused all this division in the kingdom. And she throws a Hail Mary and she's like, Dad, I need you to show up in this hearing tomorrow and defend me and my kids. So after Rainier like makes her final plea, Viserys doesn't say a word. He's just laying there. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. He's just laying there. So she has no idea whether he heard her or not. The request is just left sitting in the atmosphere. So the next morning, we see Viserys getting patched up by a team of people. And 
he instructs Otto to have the whole family eat dinner together that night. And, you know, he's moaning and he's struggling. And so Otto tries to give him some milk of the poppy. Um, Milk of the poppy is like the painkiller of Westeros, okay? And he, and Viserys turns it down. And he's like, I need to be in my right mind today, okay? It's the morning of the hearing. They're all, everyone is assembled in the throne room. So on one side, you got Team Green, Allison and all her kids. Then you got Team Black. You got Rhaenyra, Damon, and their blended family on the other side. And just like she said, Rhaenys is standing alone, and but she has Bela with her. Otto announces that he speaks for the king, and he sits down on the Iron Throne. Vaymon smirks and starts making his case, saying he's the true blood of Valerian, runs through his veins, Rhaenyra's like, it also runs through my son's veins as the child of Lenor Valerian with her whole chest. <laughs> and while that drama is going on, you have Amon glaring at Jace with his one eye. So the chips are stacked against Rhaenyra. It's about to go down when you hear the guard announce. King Viserys of House Targaryen, the first of his name, King of the Andals. And the Roinar, and the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm. From what I can recall, this is literally the most respect Viserys. <laughs> From what I can recall, this is literally the most respect Viserys has gotten all season. So Otto is shook, Allison is shook, Vaymon is looking like y'all. This was not in the plan. And so as Viserys makes his way to the throne, and it's painstaking, he's like inching along, inching along, and he stops and he looks at Rhaenyra. And I was like, oh my God. So then he goes a bit further and he needs help, but he's refusing help. And But then as he's trying to make his way up the final bits of the steps... Damon comes by his side like he always wanted to do and it's where he always wanted to be and he helps him sit on the throne and he puts the crown on his head because it fell in the process. And so Viserys is like, why are y'all acting confused about the Driftwood throne? The succession has already been established. And so he asked, like, did you ask Rhaenys what Lord Corliss wanted? And so Rhaenys comes forward and she tells them that the sea snake wanted the throne to go to Luke. And she drops the bomb that the kids are betrothed. And by kids, I mean Jace and Luke are now betrothed to Reyna and Bela. I actually do feel really bad for Vaemon because in any other world, like he would be 100% correct, you know, that he should get, you know, the throne because, you know, those kids really aren't his brother's grandsons or whatever, but it's Westeros and what the king says is law. So Viserys declares Luke officially as the heir to the Driftwood throne. And Vaemon was like, you know what? I'm going to take down you, you. And so he protests, he calls the kids bastards and he called Rhaenyra a hoe. And then Viserys stands up 
and brandishes his knife, but Damon cuts his head off, and that's the end of Amon. So, and I'm like, oh, that's too bad, because he really did give a good eulogy last week. So, Rhaenys goes down to the basement, and she watches the Silent Sisters prepare Vaemon's remains to go back to Driftmark. And I think Rhaenys might just be... She, I feel like... I don't want to say she's suicidal, but I think she's definitely at the end of her rope, and she's just done with this life, I think. And so next, we are at The Last Supper. And the set design really does look like that painting of The Last Supper, the way they have the table laid out, the way people, the way they have people seated. seated. Viserys gets carried in there because he can't even walk at this point. And he makes a speech and he's like, can't we all just get along? And then he takes off his face mask and he's missing an eye and he has rot on his face. And I'm sorry, this, I mean, it looked like his breath stink. I, I just, I'm like, and he's at the table. I'm just like, I know it's not true, you know, in their acting, but like, I mean, I'm like, I, I want to give him an Altoid. Rhaenyra takes it to heart, what her dad said, and she toasts Allison for taking care of her dad all these years. And then Allison is touched and she compliments Rhaenyra and says she will be a good queen. So that's like really monumental. And so the adults have essentially made up. But the next generation is already beefing. Aegon throughout the evening has been bullying Jace and he tells Bela if she ever wants to get some holla at your boy. And Jace has enough and like slams his hands down on the table. And Amon is like, finally, because I've been ready to kick somebody's tail all day. But Jace instead toasts his uncles, Amon and Aegon, saying that he has fond memories of their youth together and hopes that they could be friends and allies. Helena says right after that, beware the beast beneath the boards. And then she toasts Bela and Reyna, but warns them about marriage. And she's like, it's not so bad. He mostly just ignores you, except sometimes when he's drunk. <laughs> and then the music starts and Jace asks Helena to dance and to really spurn Aegon. And so they're dancing and people are eating. And it looks like, you know, even Otto cracks a smile and Viserys is happy He's very happy, and and but then he starts, he can't hold off the pain anymore, and so they carry him off to the room. So after Viserys leaves the room, that's when the mess begins. A servant places a roasted pig in front of Amon, and if you recall two episodes ago when he was a kid, they dressed up a pig and told him it was his dragon. And so Jace sees that, and he starts laughing, and Amon decides to do a toast of his own. And he starts working in the word, word strong to pick back at them. And he said, to my nephews, each of them health wise and strong. And then he keeps repeating strong, strong, strong. And so them, them is fighting words. And Luke gets slammed down on the table by Aegon. And Jace punches Amon, who is much bigger than him. And Amon like takes him down. And so Damon pops up and puts a stop to all of it. And he and Amon have a stare off. 
And I personally think that Damon recognizes himself in Amon because he was chaotic too at that age. And so Rhaenyra's like, all right, it's time to go home. And Allison is like really clinging on to her because she misses their friendship. And Rhaenyra says, look, let me drop off these kids and I'll come back on my dragon and we can hang out. There's always somebody walking around in a hooded cloak. This time, I think it's Allison's uh, servant who visits Masaria. And if you remember Masaria, she, um, when we met her, she was Damon's like favorite lady of the evening. Uh, but now she's much more powerful than that. She doesn't say anything, but she, oh yeah, she says, she's like, oh, it's been an eventful night at the castle. And, and we just see her like staring menacingly. So I'm like, okay. Allison visits the king to give him his medicine. And Viserys thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra. And he tells Allison about that, yes, he does believe in the song, A Fire and Ice from Aegon's Dream. But obviously, Allison has no idea what he's talking about. And all she hears is Aegon, the prince that was promised, and that you needed to, to unite the kingdom. And so she interprets that as Viserys wanting their awful son Aegon to be king when he dies and that she's the one to do it. And so then she leaves the room and Viserys dies. So the piece was nice while it lasted, but obviously we know that's not going to end well. So here are my observations. Viserys is a really good egg, okay? We see him at the beginning of the episode. He's studying his high valerian. He really wants to live up to his birthright. And and his point of view is a king should honor the tradition of his forebears. You know, he really wants to be a good king eventually. And he's respectful to his mother. He's respected to his uh, betrothed. You know, to me, from what I can see, and I'll probably be proved wrong later, as I always am with Game of Thrones, but he respects women, okay? Then, so we know from past episodes that Rhaenys agrees with Vaemon that Jaceres should not inherit. Um, and so when she's in King's Landing and she meets with Rhaenyra in the Godswood, we know that she's there to give voice to her husband's wishes, but Rhaenyra doesn't know that. And so I think that it was more of a power play for Rhaenys to have Rhaenyra kind of grovel to her because she never reveals that she's on her side, at least, you know, in public. Um, and I think Rhaenys really just wanted to see Rhaenyra grovel and sweat, you know, because she hates her. I called it out before, but Helena um, says, beware the beast beneath the boards. I don't know what that means, but it'll probably come to pass in the next two episodes. And I just wanted to note that. And then, you know, let's pour one out for King Viserys. He made a lot of stupid choices and tried to be a people pleaser and was only halfway stood up for his daughter until the very literally last day of his life. Um, but... I will say he did love his family. That concludes the recap for episode eight. Whose team are you on? I'm with Rhaenyra. She's done her dirt, but that throne should be hers. I'll be back next weekend doing a couple of deep dives into this week's news and entertainment. 
And we got email. You can send a message to I must discuss podcast at gmail.com. And we're at I must discuss podcast on Instagram. If you like the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Angela Taylor.